Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 315, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. As always, follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling. And join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here tonight with uh, such a legend, such a legend in the business, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this person doesn't need any introduction, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a radio, I'm a podcast host, so of course I have to introduce him. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, his, his, <laughs> his resume speaks for itself, ladies and gentlemen. Former ECW world champion, former Ring of Honor World Champion, uh, former WWE Light Heavyweight Champion, uh, and former e- and former WCW talent. Uh, he was under a mask, and we'll talk about that a little bit uh, later as well. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jerry Lynn. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. I'm honored. 315. Wow. Absolutely. It's uh, it's it's a pleasure to have you on. So I really appreciate uh, you taking your time tonight. 
Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. So, uh, speaking of this, speaking of WCW, I was I've always been interested in 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 just the concept of using you as Mr. JL. So, uh you were well seasoned as far as experience uh, in the business before you donned the JL mask. Uh what was it about WCW like how did WCW approach you as far as being that character like who who was it that that came to you and what was the idea behind it well actually the the outfit was my idea the name wasn't but uh i had uh you know been wrestling uh seven and a half years mm-hmm. and a guy who trained me brad ringens had me come down and help him with a new camp and stuff and i asked brad i said i said brad what do i got to do to get a break i said it's been seven and a half years and he said well he says the the business has changed. He says it's all TV now. He says you have to come up with something that'll grab people's attention to keep them from channel surfing. Mm-hmm. And he says it's got to be something visual. And I had been going to Japan quite a bit with uh, Lucha Style Company and Michinoku, and mm-hmm. I saw a lot of cool mask gimmicks over there. And there really hadn't been anyone in the states doing anything. And at the time on TV, the Power Rangers were super over. So I mm-hmm. thought, well, I'll do something that's similar to that but different. So I was trying to come up with something like part alien part power ranger like and i had a guy i had been working with at a screen printing shop and he was in the art department i had him help me come up with the design and so i got it made and brad took some video footage of me wrestling in it and uh, some pictures and sent it to wcw and they said that's exactly what they've been looking for Mm. wow so although i remember watching you as mr jl and wcw you had fantastic matches, but unfortunately, uh, you didn't come out on the winning end uh, of of many of them. Uh, were you? How were you initially? You know, supposed to be booked? Was it a matter of just WCW kind of accentuating accentuating the cruiserweight division and you being a, a great performer, or were there any plans on actually really giving you a substantial push at all? No, there was no real plans. I think they just wanted, you know, like you said, I think they were going to start using the cruiserweights more and stuff. And, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, not long after I started on the Lightning deal, I uh, messed up my arm pretty bad. So I had to take nine weeks off. When I came back, all of a sudden they had, you know, a dozen luchadors all with masks. So then a mask really meant nothing anymore. Right. So right. <laughs> it was, you know, and I knew it you know, and at the time, I knew I was just happy to finally get a job with a major company like that size, and and uh, you know, I knew what my place was. And yeah. What do you do? I mean, yeah, at the time too, you know, they just started the NWOs, and you had all the big heavy hitters there. So yeah. I was just like a a guppy in the ocean, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I actually remember you uh, a few years before that uh, being a, a big hand in the Global Wrestling Federation. Um, a lot of people, you know, uh, G- GWF had a pretty pretty good following in the early '90s, uh, but it, it only lasted a few years. I mean, what what do you think uh, was instrumental in its uh, folding? I mean, I know at the time, you know, they there there was some. Um, Heavy competition, of course, with, with WWE and uh, you know WCW uh, at the time. Uh, 
it seemed like I mean there's a lot of people who came you know from GWF that uh, end up having very successful careers. Uh, what do you what do you think caused it to fold? Um, it happens with a lot of companies that are trying to you know become bigger and get to that national level, and it all comes down to money and being able to get you know uh, paying sponsors and stuff. And what I did when I first started working for them is I moved to Tennessee. It was Eddie Gilbert. He, he The winter before, he brought me down to the USWA to work for the Memphis Territory. So I'd lived in Nashville the winter before. When I when I went a little bit in depth, I thought, well, time to go back home and uh, get a regular job to support the wrestling habit again. And then the next winter or so, he Eddie called up again and wanted Sean and I to do our feud down there that we had done up in the Midwest for a couple of years. So I said, sure. And he said, uh that I might want to move to Nashville again because they've been using a lot of Tennessee wrestlers. So I did, and we'd drive to Dallas every week and do the TV. But, um, you know, it's just a matter of being able to get the, the financial flow to keep, you know, coming. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of times, it you know, it doesn't, and the company doesn't have the backing it needs. Yeah. A lot of people will credit your first really big uh, exposure as far as being a top star uh, almost 10 years uh, later from, from your debut uh, when you start competing in ECW. Uh, what Was it uh, WCW that helped Heyman uh, kind of uh, recruit you? How did that recruiting process uh, come about? I'm not sure because before WCW, uh, Dennis Carluzzo and Ed Sharkey had done a couple combined shows up in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And that's where I first had wrestled Chris Candido and uh, Sean had wrestled Sabu. So, you know, we got to meet a lot of the guys that were in ECW before that was up and kicking. And so I don't know if it was maybe Chris putting in a word or whatever, but, uh, you know, Polly keeps his eyes on everything. And when I was done with WCW, I had a tryout with WWF against Takamichinoku, and it was one of those Friday night deals because the Raw got preempted by the Westminster Kennel Club show, so um, as soon as that aired, I think it was a couple of weeks later, Chris Candido calls me up and says, yeah, Paulie wants to know if you've got if you want to come up for a couple shots, mm. and he said, you're hard to track down, <laughs> so um, Back then, I, I, I'm trying to think if we even had cell phones then. Well, you know, there was hard. Yeah, the, it was, there the was big fat ones. ones. <laughs> the, the, the huge. Yeah, right. Phones. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think when he saw my tryout there, he realized I wasn't under contract with WCW anymore and then got Chris to get a hold of me. Mm, yeah. And like I said, I mean, that. Uh, I mean, I, I remember you back in the early 90s, but as far as just a uh, kind of a widespread popularity was just your work uh, in ECW, feuding with, you know, Lance Storm and, and Just Incredible. And, and specifically, I think just uh, that that one match, I think it went uh, about an hour or close to it, and, and, and just that amazing match on uh, ECW against the RVD uh, it gave you a, 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 a different moniker, <laughs> a new moniker. Oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. was that was something because after a series of moves, the one hole I started climbing the corner, and I'll never forget it was in Asbury Park on the Living Dangerously, mm-hmm. and a whole section of the crowd 
started chanting and so it was like the fans gave me the name so yeah. that was kind of cool yeah well it was it was really really cool and i remember watching the, the match like it was yesterday and i was 20 years ago almost 20 years ago and that's it, a scary thought it is <laughs> it really is <laughs> that, that it really is uh but yeah it was it was just kind of your uh it was kind of your coming out party in in a sense when it came, when it came to uh just a widespread fan um recognition and uh it was just it was just really incredible and just the the, the feud with RVD over the the TV championship and it was it was really 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 incredible and not too far after that right you end up uh becoming ECW world champ yeah um our feud never got finished because Rob had broken his foot yep. or ankle on a and uh and I've gotten hurt a few times too but uh um when I came back um, I don't know if because I don't know if uh, you know Justin Credible and I had a feud early on, and we had the big supposed blow off with the uh, pay per view in Dayton. I think that was Heat Wave or something. I think it was like Anarchy Rules, or I think it was Anarchy Rules. Because he had uh, Nicole Bass and Jason and Justin with yep. him and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, but early on with with Justin. Like before that, I would I was trying to come up with ideas and be creative and stuff, and I'd ask permission, and I'd always get shot down. So finally, Justin and I had a uh, two out of three falls match at the arena in Philly, and I told him before that, I said, all right, tonight we're not asking permission. We're just going to go out there and do what we do. <laughs> and after that, I, I think, uh, I don't know if they saw that uh, I had some creativity, but they just, no one ever said anything, and I just, was able to just come up with ideas and do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that helped a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> it definitely helped a lot, and it it really helped uh, just your stock, you know, uh, and, and you being consistent. You know, it was t- twelve years after you started wrestling that you really had a crowning moment as far as being a world champion, and uh, it, just the consistency that you had throughout your time as a wrestler really. Uh, assisted with that of the fact that you didn't quit and, and, and give up and would would you say that your uh just your success in ECW was instrumental in giving you such a uh, a quick push in WWE with the light heavyweight championship because you end up winning your first match right um I, the first TV match yeah they yeah. I won the light heavyweight belt from uh, Crash Holly mhm but uh it didn't go anywhere very fast. No. <laughs> that whole light heavyweight okay. title really didn't actually. <laughs> no, no, and that, you know that was a little, you know, frustrating. But yeah. uh, I, I ended up having a very good run with WWF because about six months in, I well, right after, not seemed like right after I got there, they bought WCW. Yep. Well, then they had twice as many people as they needed, and a lot of them were already built up superstars and. Six months in, I got hurt, needed knee surgery, and that was the end of that. I got my walking papers. Wow! So that's a it's an unfair pattern I see. You uh, you know you you bust your butt in the business, and you get injured, take some time away, and then you come back, and the division or is oversaturated. It's, it seemed like that's what happened with both WCW and WWE. 
uh, as far as just you know your your departure. And so, but you know the 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 good moment, the the, the positive of that uh, was you had some time in TNA. But uh, I, I personally, I think just another crowning moment for you was uh, when you were able to win uh, the Ring of Honor uh, World Championship. And at this point, you were what? About twenty years in the business, um, it, that really helped. Um, that was in ninety, man. No, that was in I'm, I'm sorry, two thousand nine. Yeah. I started in eighty eight, so yeah. I, that was yeah, twenty one yeah. years in, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and I remember at that time that they were kind of uh, ROH to the time were booking you as the veteran. It was kind of when I was watching, it was kind of like the wrestler gimmick. You ever saw that movie, The Wrestler? Yes, I yeah. think they were trying to pattern it after that a little bit, but they were a little late on the time. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it kind of worked it, you know, to me. I think because you got that nostalgia pop. It was one of those you're you're a veteran of the business, you've established yourself, and you know, can he have one more run? And I think that's other than the fact that everybody loved Jerry Lynn, uh, I think that that was one of those things that really helped the story. Uh, when you did become Ring of Honor World Champ, and, and it was, uh, I remember that night, uh, it was it was amazing. And uh, how how would you describe just the the live crowd at that time when you won the championship? Um, it was it was a rough night because the show was going long because we had during the middle of the show the fire alarms went off. Yeah, and so they had to stop everything. I don't, I don't I'm not even sure if they stopped everything. But there was a couple of uh, delays during the show. Mm-hmm. And then right before we go out, the sound system half went dead. And so you really couldn't hear any ring entrance music. or, And so it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, we were kind of concerned about hoping the crowd would be alive mm-hmm. <laughs> by the time we got out there because it seemed like a lot still. Yeah. But, uh, I I I'm I'm really proud of that match though because I think uh, it told a great story. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think that the the very fact that Nigel McGuinness he had a, he had the title for like a year and a half before that, didn't he? He was like an unstoppable champion. Yeah, and and you know everyone knew that he had torn his biceps and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of his offensive arsenal was working on my arm and so I would just I thought you know hey it makes perfect sense to work on his arm since he tore his biceps so yeah yeah the, the story we told during the match going back and forth I, I, I really enjoyed that match yeah absolutely so I mean what's what's your endeavors now uh you still I know that that this past weekend uh you were a special referee uh during the WrestleMania weekend uh of uh, a uh one of the independent shows there um there was some some ECW uh, nostalgia there and uh, so is is that what you do most of the time just this uh you know sporadic appearances what what's your current endeavors um i have a regular job with a medical supply company in mm-hmm. inventory control and then on the side, you know, I'll get calls in there to do a seminar or be a guest referee or just a personal appearance, and mm-hmm. and uh, I'm always happy to do it because every time I go somewhere, it's like a family reunion. 
No, that's awesome. Uh, do you still compete every now and then? Do you do you put the boots on, or are you are you done? Are you officially? Oh done? no! <laughs> no, I had my last match five years ago in Minneapolis. Was it 2013? Wasn't it? Was it the same day you yeah. debuted? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think same month. Right. Same yeah. month. No, it, it was, and it, it, I didn't plan on having it in there. I had planned on end, having it end in December, mm-hmm. but I had people, old uh, regulars I forgot I used to work for all the time, calling me wanting me one more time. So I was trying to fit everyone in, and it got pushed back a few months. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Jerry, you know, I person from a personal standpoint, uh, I. I followed your career ever since the early 90s, and uh, I can personally say that, uh, you know, I, I wish that you were the um, the character on The Wrestler, because I, I would definitely say that uh, if anybody, if it, if it fits, if that role fits anyone as far as their career is concerned, I would definitely say that it's you. I mean, really. Uh, becoming ROH champ, you know, af- over 20 years after you started the business and uh, really having, you know, crowning moments more than 10 years after starting the business. It just really goes to show your stick and the very passion that you have for wrestling and uh, just really how it pays off of just not quitting. And so, uh, you know, I as a as a radio host, a journalist, and a, and a wrestling fan, I, I appreciate uh, all you've done for the wrestling business. Oh, well, thank you very much. And, um, you know, I always grew up as a fan of it since I was six because every weekend it was roller derby and wrestling. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about doing it. And then one day I met a wrestler and found out how you about going into camp. And so I thought, well, I'll just train a couple of years and see what happens. So a buddy I was working with found out about Brad Langham's camp and said, you want to do it? I said, sure. So did it. But once I got in, it's like I fell in love with it even more because I, you know, you didn't realize what a, what a, uh, what's the word, what an art form it is. Yep. And and I don't think people re- will real ever realize how difficult it is until you step in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, and you never stop learning. That's the one thing I hated about quitting. There's so much more I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. Consider being uh, an agent uh, nowadays, or are you stepping away from the wrestling business from a full-time role? Oh, WWE brought me down a year ago in March and for a week to be a guest trainer, and then TNA called me up just a couple months ago, and Sunjay got hurt and had me come in and be an agent a couple days during their TV. So every once in a while, yeah, it'll it'll pop up. Yeah, absolutely. Would you consider being a being an employee for the performance center, WWE? Yeah. You know, if it, it depends if they, you know, what the, you know, of course, what the, the pay and the benefits are, because I've got a wife and two kids and, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot to consider. It's not just me, like over the years, living the gypsy life. Now I've got actually a family yeah. <laughs> that I have to take care of and stuff. Cause yeah. during, you know, during the career, it was just, all right, pack up the car and move to another city. Right. Right. You can't really do that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I I hope so. I, I, you know, I think that uh, the wrestling business uh, needs your mind and, and, and uh, your your skill. And so, uh, you know, that would be fantastic if we saw you in a in a backstage role. Um, but other than that, you know, it seems like you're doing uh, very well and, and uh, raising, you know, continue to be a great family man. So uh, we thank you for that as well. Oh, well, my pleasure, and thank you for the compliments. 
absolutely. So, do you uh, you do social media at all for for the listeners out there, or do you kind of uh, stay uh, stay close knit? I stay under the radar, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> um, I am doing a seminar coming up here on the twenty first in Havana, Illinois. Okay. And I don't know what else I got going on. I think oh, I do know in uh, what is it November? We have it on the Wrestlecade. I guess mm-hmm. it's an ECW team this year. I'll be there doing that also. Oh, nice, awesome. There's a few things here and there, and I'm sure there's some things that'll pop up along the way. But I'll try and if some things come up, I'll try and get the word out. It's been a pleasure, Jerry. Appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. Awesome. Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Free. Armand. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play. Like who defies the living God? Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the max. And I'm Das Wonderkin with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama, we jamming. That's beautiful Bobby eating me and Priest. We the dangerous alliance, nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do-rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep, you are what you speak. This too sweet. Till the genre is just back, we rapping that work pack. The foundation shaking, no mistaking, yeah, we shook that. Trusting God, we trust, pushing forward, never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness, some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap, he turning the power. We're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games, our army go move too. You crew, I'm in the raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, Steiner brothers, we love it. Demand the win, establish it. This the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a special thank you to the man, the man, the man, the man, Jerry Lynn. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Fantastic interview. Uh, you know, it's one of those, I've said this many times before, one of those learning tree interviews you know it's it's uh i love interviewing legendary names who've been in the business for uh quite some time um i i personally love it i i love it i love interviewing people some of my favorite people to interview was uh i've interviewed greg Ganya a few times um i've interviewed um um like like uh Superstar Bill Dundee, <clears throat> um, 
just a bunch of people, uh, Bobby Fulton, uh, just a bunch of people who uh, have been in the business for 20, 30, 40 years. What's up, Jamie? Um, Kevin Sullivan, I just interviewed Kevin Sullivan a, a couple of weeks back. Uh, just people who've been in the business for for a long time that really have so much to, to so much insight to share, and uh, Jerry Lynn is one of those people who've been in the business for for thirty years, and still, I just saw him. Um, what was it? Uh, I was doing some coverage uh, WrestleMania weekend, so it was uh, Friday, I believe. I saw him. Uh, he was a special guest referee. At an event that I was covering. Um, speaking of that, thank you so thank you so much, everybody, for your amazing support uh, during WrestleMania weekend. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was very exhausting. Uh, but you know, to, to do it again this year was fun. Uh, it was my first time actually in New Orleans, as far as the city is concerned. Uh, I've been there. Um, I've been there on a layover at at the airport before, but I've never been um, in the city, so it was it was quite interesting. It was quite interesting, and it was it was fun and it was exciting. Uh, I was exhausted um, <laughs> from from day to night. I was working. I was either writing or I was um, uh, setting up interviews, meeting, have, having meetings. Uh, uh, or, or even me, having meetings to with with the show promoters to set up the interviews, and then going to the shows to conduct the interviews. Um, so yeah, it was it was busy, uh, but it was quite fun. Uh, I went Thursday. I went to some shows uh, Friday. I went to shows all weekend. Specific, WWE specifically, I went to. Um, Friday, I went to the Hall of Fame. Uh, it was great. I, I, I was I covered that on Wrestling Inc. Uh, Saturday, I went to NXT. Uh, also covered that on Wrestling Inc. As far as uh, video, Sunday, I went to WrestleMania, and um, we'll talk about uh, <laughs> we'll talk about WrestleMania here in a moment. Uh, real quick, uh, real quick Hall of Fame thoughts uh, before we bring in the co-host with the most. Uh, it was fun. It, it was it was interesting. It was good. Um, I, I've had talks as far as comparison to last year because I was at I was at the Hall of Fame last year too. Um, as far as which one I like the best between this year or last year, I got I gotta go last year. Angle Angle speech was amazing. Um, I'm trying to figure out who else uh, had the, made the Hall of Fame last year. Um, let me find out. I'm trying to figure out who else had thought. The tag team was the uh, Rock and Roll Express. Um, so, they, yeah, their speech was awesome. The Dudley speech this year was really good, too. Um, Hall of Fame last year, as far as speeches are concerned, um, the headliner was uh, Kurt Angle. Like I said, that was that was really good. Um, Ron Simmons, I believe, was uh, last year, wasn't he? No, Tay Long. Tay Long. Ron Simmons was a few years ago. Tay Long. Um, Tay Long's a real nice guy. I've had him on my show before, so I'm all you know. I was I was very much supportive of, of Tay Long winning. I mean, well, being in, in the Hall of Fame. Um, DP was really good. Um, Freebird was well, free, Freebirds. Someone's saying Freebirds here in the chat. 
Free Birds was 16, I believe. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> Scott saying gender versus order games is kill me now. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, okay, so it was Angle, Teddy Long. Uh, uh, yeah, Beth, Beth Phoenix was okay. Ivory, I think Ivory was the better speech than Beth Phoenix. Um, Rick Rude was really good. Um, so there were only five people individually last year. Hmm. Very interesting. Only five people this year. Oh, okay. So there were five people this year too. So it's been five. 16 was five. For some reason, it seemed like it was a lot more. Uh, okay. So there were six and 15, 15. Okay. Six and 15. Teen had six individual. Um, no tag team. Um, <laughs> so someone said hillbilly jam. Let me tell you a story over and over and over. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny that you said that because <laughs> he opened up. He opened up his speech because it's the 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 show started to get a bit stretchy quite early. The Dudley speech was really good. As good as glad, I'm glad that they opened because it was a good speech. But the rest of them was just oh, it was tough. Um, <clears throat> last year was pretty good. Yeah, last year was pretty good. Uh, I would say everybody's. I mean, you know, I, I, Beth Phoenix is amazing, uh, but her speech was okay. DDP's was really good. Um, yeah, someone saying Warrior recipients. Yeah, last year was Eric Legrand. Last uh, this year was JJ um, Robertson. JJ Robertson's his speech was really really good. Last year we we the, the live crowd couldn't hear Eric Legrand. Um, I watched it back on the network, and you could hear him, but the live crowd, we couldn't hear him at all. Um, <clears throat> this year, Henry's speech was amazing. Um, <laughs> Jerry should fight Nicholas. <laughs> I'm sure that match would be quite over. Um, Kid Rock, uh, he, he was short. He uh, the, the live crowd popped because he was short, uh, so, <laughs> so that was great. Um, I thought everybody loved Mark Henry's speech as far as the live crowd's concerned. Uh, people kept, uh, uh, yeah, I was there last year too. Yes. Um, people, uh, kept clapping for Hillbilly Jim because he, he told story after story. And it's funny because he started the show, I mean, he started his speech with saying, I used, I, I've sat out there many times out there as many of the crowd. And, um, he said, he said, so I'm going to be concise. I'm going to be short and concise. And he was long. So <laughs> he, uh, he failed to uphold uh, the, his end of the bargain as far as being short, because uh, he was not short. Uh, but it was, you know, some good stories shared. I got some comments here saying Mark Henry is right on one for Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he, he's he's politicking Owen Hart to be in the Hall of Fame. Um and I and I agree with him. I think uh, I think Owen should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think that uh, he deserves every single bit of it. I think next year Owen Hart 100% should be in the Hall of Fame. I think I said a few names. I said Owen Hart, Christian. I said this uh, when I was live Facebook Live. Uh, William Regal, Owen Hart, Christian. Uh, Christian got you deserve a chance, by the way, and I started that chant. So when you hear the You Deserve a Chant for Christian, I was the first person to say that. You know why? 
because I'd do it for you. Oh, early in the show, ladies and gentlemen, there it goes. Uh, but yeah, I was the first person that uh, started the You Deserve a Chant, uh, and that was uh, that was pretty cool. So there's your history when you look at the 2018 Hall of Fame. So, um, But yeah, I, I agree. I, I started because I, I felt it. Uh, Christian deserves it, and I definitely think so. Uh, Granny is saying China. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, what other women's wrestler we're going to induct it next year? <clears throat> I think it's China. So I think so. So I think The Rock is going to headline because um, every year they have to have like a, a black superstar. Um, last year, this year they had Mark Henry. Last year they had Teddy Long. Year before was The Godfather, I believe, in 2016. Yeah. Um, Godfather and Jacqueline. Year before that, um, they had a minority, so Rikishi. They also had Tatsumi Fujinami. Um, Carlos, Carlos Colon was the year before that. So they used the Booker T was the year before that. So they have a minority um, every year. Ron Simmons was in 2012. So, so they've been doing this this for a while. 2011 was Abdul Little Butcher. Um, Antonio Inoki for 2010. So they've had a, a black or minority um, a competitor in there for, for quite some time. I mean, we're dating, we're going all the way back to uh, 2009 was Coco Beware, Soul Man Rocky Johnson, 2008. So this trend has been going for over 10 years. Um, there wasn't one, I mean, Mr. Fuji, but <clears throat> they try to have a black person in there every year for the past 10 years. So I think that The Rock will be, so I see Rock, uh, Rock, Owen, um, so Rock, Owen, Regal, uh, Christian, um, Bulldog, so there's five, Rock, Owen, Christian, uh, Bulldog and Owen And then the team They used to have a team next year um, hmm. I think the team will probably be um, I'll say either Midnight Express Or Maybe Yeah I'll say Midnight Express I would I would I would lobby for the Fantastics uh, Jason is saying um, demolition. Um, Brandon saying it's only right to have The Rock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I 100% agree with that. The Rock should be in the Hall of Fame next year, and he should headline it. Um, so as far as the team is concerned, probably, I mean, someone's saying demolition, but demolition has been, they've been kind of involved in the um, concussion deal that they've been that they've been having. Um so <laughs> from a legal standpoint, they're not they're not at the right spot with WWE right now, brother. Um so yeah, I I guess you so you have the Steiner brothers, which absolutely should go in, but the problem with that is that Steiner Steiner detests WWE. <laughs> I've I've been in a conference call with Steiner and um <laughs> he doesn't like the WWE, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so that wouldn't be <laughs> too cool 
Uh, no, not quite. Not too cool. Uh, Eric Bischoff Hall of Fame. I totally agree with that. Um, I don't know if he'll get in next year. I totally think he should get in, but I don't know about next year. I think I have the five, but um, as far as team, someone's saying DX. I was thinking DX, but that would um, but that would put Michaels in twice. I mean, Flair did twice. Hmm. Maybe the NWO. Yeah, I think the DX would go in before NWO. But the problem with that is that Triple H, Triple H would go in as a group before he goes in individually. So, hmm, not quite. New Age Outlaws. Um, no. Let's bring in the co-host with the most. Evan Tech Proud. Let's get in. Uh, let you get in the conversation with this. What tag team is going to be in the Hall of Fame next year? Oh man, tag teams. Uh, that was tough. It, midnight are they in? Nope. Midnight Express needs to be in. How, this is my thing. Is and to me, anybody knows me, Featherstone, you know. Then my number one favorite tag team, of course, you're going to say the Road Warriors, but my, my T13 is the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express over any tag team in history. Um, I feel like Cornette should have, should have been inducted with the Midnight first. Mm. And then had Cornette yeah. induct the Rock and Roll later. But anyway, it got why not the Midnight? It's got to be the Midnight Express. Scott Steiner hates yeah. the WWE. Um, yes. <laughs> but it's not and, and granted, poor, Rick. Pop pop. Poor, poor Rick because he doesn't have any beef for the WWE Steiner's the one who has so much heat right and, and, <laughs> and to something Flair's told me before and uh, we've I've talked to Flair backstage at a couple of uh, uh, regional uh, promotions um, most of the boys are more scared of Rick than Scott mm. <laughs> believe it or not even though Scott's more vocal yeah, you don't mess with Rick. And granted, we you know we've seen this weekend where Big Papa Pompey really is big. He kind of medium, you know, medium pop, you know, medium size. But hey, look, if Bruno can get into the WWE Hall of Fame, and thanks to Triple H, if Warrior yep. could have been inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame, thanks to Triple Savage. H and Linda, if Savage, then yep. Rick, then Scott Steiner could. But you know. It, that's not going to be for a while, but it got to be the Midnight Express. Why not? Cornette is Cornette, but he still has a relationship with WWE. Um, Bobby Eaton yep. looks good. He's quiet, but when Bobby talks, he talks extremely fast. Dennis Condry <clears throat> and Stan Lane. It needs to be them four. And, and why not? It, why not? It, it has to be. I feel it's due for them to be inducted next year. Um, I'm with you. Yep. I feel I um, Steiner Brothers need to be in. Uh, Harlem Heat, they got inducted already. Um, the Fabulous Ones, I give well, them that. Well, Booker T did. Figueroa didn't. Okay, Harlem Heat. Why not? Harlem See, Heat, I would have been that express. Two-time, two-time Hall of Famer. See, I think they're real. I think they're real picky about having – two-time Hall of Famers, and I think because Ric Flair well, got is it. the only two-time Hall of Famer. But, and but, I think, but you um, know what? Well, 
within the next ten years, the fans listening can say this. Can 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 agree with this. It is. It's going to be more than two. It's going to be more within the next five to seven years. You know, fan case of power slams will be still going on. Under the Matt Radio will still be going on. It's going to be multiple two-timers. Flair's two-time with the Horsemen and itself. Hogan will be two-time. Nash will be two-time. Hall will be two-time. Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Uh, It's going to be multiple legends with two rings because of the success that they've had with a singles career and or a tag team or a stable. It just has to be done. Yeah. That makes sense, but I think that WWE will be very. I think all the name, all the people that you name, has a very good chance of being two-time Hall of Famers. But I just, I think the WWE is very leery of of having two-time Hall of Famers. So I got a bunch of, uh, let's see, some uh, new. Uh, got a bunch of people saying New Age Outlaws. See, the thing is with New Age Outlaws, nah. uh, I see a kill. I, I see a Killer Bees here too. Killer Bees would make more sense than New Age Outlaws. The only thing is. I mean, I guess since the the Bushwhackers made it, the Killer Bees should. She heard <laughs> because, it. She um, heard it. Yeah, although the Bushwhackers has a. Be, see, the thing is, before Bush, Bushwhackers has a better argument because they had, you know, twenty years of experience before they came to the WWE, um, in multiple titles. The Killer Bees they formed in the WWE. Um, you know, I remember um, uh, it was uh, I, I was just recent. I remember watching uh, the the uh, Black Saturday episode when uh, when Vince McMahon bought Georgia Championship Wrestling, and he actually showed a WWE show on WTBS that day, uh, and they were they had an interview. Gene Oakley was interviewing um, uh, your boy uh, Brian Blair. And um, he was, I forgot, I forgot who he was tagging with, but it wasn't Jim Brunzello. Um, I've had Jim Brunzello on, on my show a couple times, and uh, he was, you know, he's he shared a lot with, um, as far as, on the, he, sh- he shared a lot on the show as far as just like teaming and things like that, because he was teaming with Ganya um, for a bit. And yeah, I mean, um uh, let me see. What was what was I forgot their name? Um, oh, I forgot their name. High Flyers, I believe it was, wasn't it? Let me check. It. Uh, I think it was called that. I think they're High Flyers back in AWA. So he's so so Brunzel had the uh, yes, the High Flyers. Yep. Uh, so the Killer Bees was just kind of like an enhancement WWE tag team. I mean, they, they weren't anything else other than that. People saying the head shrinkers, um, uh, head shrinkers, no, I don't think they had a, a long enough career uh, to, to, to be on there. Real quick, someone's agreeing with you, saying Midnight Express with Cornette, I agree with that. Hollywood Blonde, In- no, um, it, it would, the brain busters. It would have to be Cornette, Eaton, Condry, and Lane. It has to be all four. 
I have the and and I and you know Featherstone, I do not purchase a lot of wrestling memorabilia, but I have signed that Midnight Express 25th anniversary book. I've talked to Cornette multiple times off air. I've talked to Stan Lane. I've talked to all three members. It Midnight Express is I still say after the Road Warriors, Midnight Express and Rock Express is, is two A, two and two A. They want um, they want. I don't think they'll induct Conjury though. Just like they did with the Four Horsemen, like they didn't, they didn't induct the original Four Horsemen. They didn't induct well, Oli. Uh, they induct well, Windham. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Oli, it's reasons and political reasons why Oli didn't get inducted. <laughs> uh, and we know that. Uh, but Conjury doesn't have. I mean, why not for Conjury doesn't have any heat with anybody, any of the boys, and he. You know, like like Stan Lane doesn't do much in the business. So I talked to him uh, at the end of this year uh, at WrestleCade, and he's in North Carolina, and he stays to himself. He, you know, he shows up to stuff here and there, and he lives his life. Not Stan Lane. Not Stan Lane. Stan Lane. Yeah. So it's like Condry doesn't have any beef, or as you were saying, the business any heat with anyone. So why not yeah. bring him and induct him? Uh, Oli has a lot of heat still. Same thing, Dynamite Kid hasn't been inducted. Dynamite, sadly, right. will not be inducted until, right. sadly, the day he passes away or because he has tons of heat. Uh, so, I mean, I, I feel Conjury should be inducted, too. Now, 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 let's be honest here. Look, 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 at, look at DX. Who, who, got, who got inducted with DX? Uh, no one yet, but I but, think but, they'll do. They'll do Sean. See, that's the thing. They'll probably just I, do Sean and Triple H. You got to do the Outlaws. It's, it's no way with DX. It is no mm-hmm. way. And, and, yeah, and granted, and, it's, it, it, and this is no slight to the person because he's a fan of our shows. I've talked to him multiple times. Like he walked past us at Mania <laughs> X Pac. I mean, come on now. When 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 I believe Shawn Michaels got inducted, X Pac came out. I mean, really, I mean, yeah. if if you're going to throw X Pac in 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 DX, then well, that's how a, you can know, you, there's a click too. So you know, they click the, right, yeah. and, which is fine, because because you know at some point X Pac's going to get a ring. He's going to get something with DX, or he he yeah, doesn't really deserve the NWO. So that's my point. Yeah. X Pac isn't for sure with the click, and then you throw him out there with DX. But it's kind of like if you're going to do that, you gotta you gotta bring Conjury in the midnight. That there would not be a Midnight Express if it wasn't for Conjury eating yeah. in the beginning. I agree. And with you. you got. I agree with you. I think Conjury makes sense. Uh, I just don't think that WWE will acknowledge Conjury being a part of, um, you know, just the Hall of Fame version. Of the Midnight Express, and so yeah, uh, someone saying Sean uh, Walkman equals ratings killer. Someone saying the Nasty Boys. Mm, you no. know what? I mean, well, you know what? I I, I see yes. Be, look at it like this: the Bushwhackers in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now let's look at this schematically. The Bushwhackers has never won the WWE Tag Title. Bushwhacker Luke, if I'm right, or Butch is Butch, had the had the the notorious record of the quickest elimination in the Rumble, but yet the Bushwhackers <laughs> are in. 
mainly because of their marketability. I mean, I'm friends with the man. Coco Beware is in the WWE Hall of Fame. And it's not about wins and losses because market marketability around that time you knew him because everybody was a cat character. And with the nasty boys, the nasty boys would be in one that they're Hulk Hogan and friends. Maybe and she, I wouldn't say anytime soon. Because, oh no 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 um, no! They're not first ballot. Yeah. yeah, they're not first ballot. But they had a couple ooh, of championships. Someone saying, okay, so I was talking about minorities. They usually have a minority uh, a year, specifically black person a year. Someone's saying right. Hacksaw Butch Reed. Hmm. I, I was going to mention that. I, I, Perhaps. Something I, I've Perhaps. talked to, you know, we talked about this all day, and I even mentioned the Ron Simmons. Hey, Hacksaw Butch Reed. The, the, the yeah. man uh, into the I younger fans that don't, that don't know. Hacksaw Bitch Reed was in WWF. It was about 86, 87. No, 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 I'm sorry, 88, if I'm right. It was, he had the blonde hair. He had a little yeah. run. And then he went to the NWA and was there. Butch Reed. Yeah, was, yeah. And before that, he was a main event talent in, in Mid-South. Mid-South, right, exactly. Right. Well, what about Sweet Brown Sugar? What about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of fans are probably going to have to Google who we just said. <laughs> a <big> controversial pick <laughs> for Sweet hey, Brown Sugar. Hey, the more sugar. controversial is um, Sweet Brown Sugar. You, you got uh, a Brickhouse Brown. She would, hey, listen, she was going to pop. <laughs> she she going to yeah, pop from all the people who protested for Moolah to be uh, in the uh, the the name for the whole, <laughs> right. for the Battle Royal this year. So she get a pretty good pop if she <laughs> was in there next year. Oh man. Pistol pays wildly. Um, <laughs> uh, so I see Bulldogs. Someone saying uh, British Bulldogs in. They refuse to put Davy in as in as a single. So do the team. They were awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think Davy as a single would what? be much uh, much more probable than um, <clears throat> than uh, them going it, as a team. Here's one. Earth, why is it why? Why isn't Luger into the Hall of Fame? Uh, I can see Luger going in eventually. Probably, probably not in the next few. Sooner than later, I hope. <laughs> Some, someone saying Doom. Um, no, because nah. that makes Ron Simmons twice. I don't see that. Uh, Bad News Brown, absolutely. Um, I can see, I can see Bret Hart uh, in, inducting Bad News Brown. <clears throat> yeah, very interesting con- uh, chat there. Very interesting. All right, first trivia question for the night: Who did the Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 21? Who did the Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 21? All right, um, just uh, some some live notes from WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> let's see. Someone saying how is Mike Rotunda? Um, I could definitely see Rotunda being in soon. VK Street. No, not VK Wall Street. <laughs> not, uh, not the NWO uh, Rotunda. <laughs> for sure. That ain't going to happen. Uh, man, what? what? Oh, NWO was terrible, man, when they got so diluted. and they were, I mean, Everybody oh, was in there. Um, Don't forget Muda yeah, was in it. <laughs> no, that ain't going to happen. Chono, I, I did my, my favorites. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of libels, so real quick, uh, 
I actually, we, me and Mel, my, you know, big Mel, my, my lovely girlfriend, soon to be fiance, her first maid, did a great job. Uh, we actually ran into her Willie Jim at the airport. Um, mm-hmm. And Jeff Jarrett and spoke to him and took pictures. Hillbilly uh, Jim, nice dude, man. The nicest guy. Um, he was on the plane yeah, with Galloway, your buddy. Oh, yeah, Hillbilly Jim's great. Uh, probably the nicest guy. Yeah. So probably up there with Tugboat. Um, same plane as Kylo, Kylo Riley and uh, Jim Galloway. Uncle Fred. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred. <laughs> Tugboat. <laughs> um, you said Drew Galloway? Yeah, we was on the same plane as Drew Galloway and Kyle O'Reilly. Nice guys. I just said hi to them. They, they waved hi. I, I mean, probably didn't really realize. I mean, I, I've met Drew before. They, you know, I was a wrestling fan. I just, you could tell they were tired. And you know, Kyle was more energetic. Drew, was, Drew looked tired. He just, you know, he sat all the way in the back of the plane on his laptop. Um, he a lot. No one really recognized who he was. He didn't even wear a mask or anything or a hat. He just was to himself, which was cool. And a lot of times with the guys mm-hmm. at the launch, I saw like, Jimmy hey, Hart he's... going back, um, going back to uh, um, my layover. Uh, I saw uh, uh, Jimmy Hart, and it was uh, and, and Jimmy Hart and uh, Gerald Briscoe. Wow. Yeah. Somebody we have not seen on TV <laughs> in a long time. Right, <laughs> right, and he looks aged now. <laughs> he looks a lot. Speaking speaking of age, fans, and I, I know I'm gonna get some heat for this. It's okay, fans. The hit, Brett the Hitman Hart looks like 1956. Oh, oh yeah. man, and his face—he looks so. And uh, Brett, uh, seriously, we praying for you. He, he looks so stressed. I I was sitting yeah. talking to talking to Flair and Bischoff. And Flair looks good uh, compared to after you know his his just you know close quarters with death. Flair looked like he picked mm-hmm. up weight. He looks starting to look more like Flair. Brett, man, uh, that he yeah. looks aged and stressed, and he looks so tired. And by the way, I had no idea Edge Edson got so skinny unless he done lost weight. But gosh, the nicest guy. Uh, you know, we wave, I waved at. By the table, he looks so thin. Yeah, yeah, he but is not quite thin. Um, someone saying how Sullivan not in. Jason, uh, listen to my show. Listen to the Pancakes and Power Slam show with uh, Kevin Sullivan in there. Uh, a couple weeks ago, last week, week or two, three weeks ago. But uh, uh Pancakes and Power Slams. Um. <clears throat> Uh, Pancakes and Power Slams uh, Kevin Sullivan Go check it out And uh, that uh, you'll see you'll, He'll he'll answer it here Answer your question I asked him that as well uh, Why is Sable not have been inducted politics um, Perhaps But I can see her in soon though Especially being uh, Brock Lesnar's wife Locks looking what? fresh Justin says Thank you sir Appreciate it um, Yeah um, Randy Richter. What are your uh, What are your WrestleMania thoughts, Evan? And, and I, I went back and I said this. I said this earlier in my show. I went back and watched it earlier today, and I, I, like you, I, you know, of course they added a lot with the 3D elements with with the viewing, you know, with the with the uh, yeah. viewers at home, which I, I I did agree with. There was, a, you know, of course things 
we didn't notice um, being there live. I thought the show was solid. Um, I would say not better than 33. Nope. Because 34 is solid, and I give it overall about a BB plus. It had it, it was long. The the crowd, you was there. We I was there. You know, um, my girlfriend was there. It was exhausting. The crowd was exhausted, and it was a couple of matches. Only thirty three where it was like bathroom breaks. Even I feel well. I'm sure we'll talk about it later. The Daniel Bryan match at some points, the crowd just lost interest, and I just think yep. the emotional toll between Oscar and Charlotte, and then the Triple H Ronda match. After that, the crowd just got tired. And by the time they made a bit, and I don't know if it's okay to see now, I've been to about four or five WrestleMania's. Final Featherstone, you've been to what? This is your second one? Yep. I've never left a WrestleMania. I've not, never never seen this before, even with Taker. It was complete silence after the Brock and Reigns match. <laughs> It was yes. complete silence. Even last yeah. year with Taker, when, you know, people was crying, but people still made noise. It, it was like, Dad, Taker could be it. You know, it was crying, sniffles, but literally 80-plus thousand people got quiet. Nothing was said. Yeah. Walking to the hotel room, you know, people was chanting New Day or Rusev Day, you know, your favorite. But it was yeah. just quiet. You know, it was more like, who's Nicholas? Who is he? Or, you know, oh, Ronda Rousey looks good. But from leaving the yeah. seats to outside to the car or people walking, it was utter silence. So where the ending pyro, three people off guard, it was like, oh, that's right. Yep. In yep. pyro. I think, I think because a lot of people were still anticipating something, they weren't, right. they weren't ready for that ending. Uh, the finish was so odd. It was just, yeah, it was so bad. And people were. I remember when I were going when I was going up, because um, we sat um, we sat in the front right. We were sitting in the, in the first row behind the floor, um, right? Uh, the very first row in the front. And so when we were going up uh, to the exit there was a bunch of people that were looking at the ring still standing up, waiting for something to happen. And then right. pyro yeah, came up and they, it, it shocked a bunch of people because they weren't ready for it. Uh, we got a bunch of good comments in here. Uh, someone saying best man in a long time. That's, that is a very rare opinion. Wow. Um, wow. Pay-per-view was 10, out of 10 stars. I wouldn't give out, I wouldn't give it 10 out of 10. I think, I think NXT totally smoked, uh, Mania, and I was there at NXT. After watching, um, I heard it. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I think it totally just destroyed WrestleMania. Uh, someone saying, uh, Chris is saying uh, NXT was better than Supercard of Honor. Good point, Jamie. Uh, instead of Nicholas being Strowman's uh, r- r- um, uh, mystery partner, if they wanted to do the kid thing. Because people were saying it might have been a make-a-wish kid, some type of emotional involvement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was uh, Jim Coney's uh, John John Coney's uh, kid. I mean, it was it we was, a, it was a girl. kid. 
ladies and gentlemen, that was a referee's kid. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't any like anything. I mean, he he got a huge pop from from the live crowd, um, but I mean, it's a WrestleMania crowd. I mean, the, the, you know, I, I was I wasn't a fan of the live crowd, and a lot of times I, I wanted I wasn't a fan of in, in a few a lot of moments of the live crowd because I know a lot of wrestlers. And I've interviewed over a hundred wrestlers here on the show. I've, I've I've maintained a really good relationship with a lot of them, and I I hear a lot and I know a lot. And the the the, the amount of effort that people it bust their butts to make sure that that yeah. us as paid fans are getting what their money getting works. entertainment, and for fans to crap on that because of beach balls. I, you know, listen. That was people, funny. you know, the argument the argument is I paid my ticket so I can do what I want. Bull crap. You know, what I mean, I you you won't go to a theater show, you won't go to a, a play and start heckling. You'll get your butt tossed out. You know, what I mean? because and, 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 and you won't go spoiled. to a, you won't go to an Academy Award show and and start, you know, throwing beach balls around. Your butt will get tossed out. I don't care. You know, it's one of those things yeah. that just because just because you bought a ticket doesn't entitle you to do or whatever you say. There's still security guards there. If you yeah. come walking down, you know, the ramp and 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 past a certain point, that's a uh, that's a felony. You know, and, and it's criminal trespassing. So you'll get your butt beat up by the wrestlers. We've seen yeah. it plenty of times. Watch uh, watch it on YouTube. Uh, and, and so, you know, there's still restrictions, and there's still things that you can't do as 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 a as a fan. I listen. The chance, the the chance, and all that stuff. I understand that, but at the same time, if it wasn't for those wrestlers, I mean, it's it's it, you can reciprocate it. If it wasn't for the fans, the wrestlers wouldn't be you know who they are. But at the same time, we're here as fans. We're here to watch. The wrestlers, and if you go to crap all over a match, just leave. You know, just uh, and 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 that's and that's my point. And this this is the Pancakes Power Slam show, so I can say whatever I want. And this and I and I and I believe that. And and if if you want a little bit more credibility, so to speak, Chris Jericho feels the same way. Um, he he said the same thing before. On one of his shows, and I and I 100% agree with them. Yeah, and I it's one of my and I I believe that I believe that you you have these wrestlers who bust their butts. Roman Reigns when he went out there, we'll we'll get to Raw in a minute. Roman Reigns for the fans who crapped all over him. Roman Reigns had a, a knot the size of a daggone uh, uh, tennis ball. On his forehead. Yeah, he did. He and, did. And, and because he wanted to make sure that he was busting open the hard way, uh, that Brock Lesnar busted him open like he did Orton, and he came out with actually had two knots on his forehead. He did that for the same fans who crap all over him, and it's, and and that's that bothers me. I feel, that bothers me. Yeah, I mean, uh, beach ball I, thing, trying to get that over. Kill that man. It's, it's feel, ridiculous to me. I, I I agree with you on that. Um, same, you know, same 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 seat as you. You know, fans, you listen to this great show and listen to mine. It, it's 
You know, we know tons of pro wrestlers. WWE, current ex-WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, TNA, all down the list. WCW, AWA, we keep in contact with these guys after they've been on shows. We know these guys. Some of these people, we met their family. We talked to them off air. Some of these people, these wrestlers are superstars. We've talked to them on personal levels. Even has enough to do with wrestling. Uh, is, and I agree with you with the fan base. Is it takes so much hard work that goes into you. And I was explaining this to my girlfriend um, about when she asked me, she said, babe, she said, how come they got to get to the arena early? You know, the show doesn't start. And I said, you know, they got to rehearse things. They got promos. And I was explaining to her, because she's, she's a, she, you know, she hasn't really watched wrestling since the Attitude Era, but, you know, she's not dumb to the business, but it's something she just doesn't know. So when I explained to her, like, the, the, what it takes for us rehearsing and getting ready for a match, and she respected it. She said, oh, wow, that's cool. That, that, that's a slap in the face. Cause like you said, if you go to a play, I've been to Broadway. In New York, you do that to Broadway, see what happens. You know, you go to the Oscar right. Awards, or you go, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> however, right. However, though, with the main event, that's WWE's fault as well. Because WWE could have booked, and, and, and like you said, you got to give Roman Reigns respect. Uh, I'm not the biggest Reigns fan, but I respect the man. WWE could have booked that match better, and that's on that end too. They, yeah, they take the blame for that too. I'm, I'm, you know, of course the Rusev D chance they get on my nerves. One single thing, you know, fans chant, "This is awesome." It's a spot. Come on, right? But, after well, right. two minutes, right. it's, it's like awesome. come on. Oh. You, it's like come on. This as is a matter nothing. of fact. It's... You know what? You know what? You know what? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, this is what this is what Mark's getting. Yo, therefore, right. all those, this is awesome. They, they chanted it, and you and I was sitting. It was like it's one spot. Like it, but you, it, but anyway, to my point, not to get off topic, is the main event. I feel like they deserve Beach Ball Mania because if it was booked yeah. a different way, and it is not not Reigns' fault, you can't blame Reigns. And really, you can't blame Brock to a degree because it's who whoever Vince okay. Well, here's whoever the thing. Here's it. the thing. Brock, Brock is Brock is sloppy in the ring. I mean, I yeah, mean, he I, is. Yeah, he I'm is. not. I, I'm not going to be the person that defends Brock Lesnar. I'm, that's not going to be me. Yeah, I'm not defending him. Uh, he's sloppy in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's been there for six years now. Uh, he's not wrestled a single Raw or SmackDown. Uh, he wrestled all pay-per-views and, and a few house shows. He does suplexes, and that's really about and, it. And, and the only thing... He, he's sloppy in the ring. Right, and, it doesn't do anything I, different. I'm not going to be the one who defends Brock Lesnar. Um, you you can tell, and this is what I don't this is what I don't like about it. Um, and uh, yeah, he yeah he's an attraction. I like the fact that WWE's you know put him puts him, you know. I, I like the fact that he comes in every few months or so. I think that every world champ should be that like that. To be honest with you, because you know we we gotta we gotta keep rolling because of um, the the formatting for tonight. But I'm going to say this. Uh, AJ Styles is one of the greatest wrestlers in the entire world right now. But he is boring as crap as WWE champion. And 
It has nothing to do with him. He's he's AJ Styles is absolutely amazing. And and oh, yeah, yeah. in ring, out of the, out of the ring, nice guy, just just a a, a quintessential uh WWE superstar. He can he can have a match he can have a match with uh a, a um anybody um corpse <laughs> and 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 and, and and get pops, you know. Um but at the same time but but at the it, same time it's it it's one of those things that it, you see him all the time. Every single week, wrestling, wrestling, and wrestling, and wrestling. What what is there? What is there to anticipate to the WWE champ? Because with Hogan, you would have the interviews, you would have the the moments, you would have the face off, you would have the contracts. I remember back in the day, where it was like a table of people, and yeah, the board it was. Yeah, you, yeah, you had like you had the board <laughs> in the ring, then you yep. had President Jack Tang, you know, and you had like Gene Okerlund, you know, oh, kind crikey. of being the the facilitator of it, and you had right. Hogan, and you had Andre, and they were facing each other, and it was so much passion and intensity built in this contract signing that you wanted to see WrestleMania three, and but now it's just. Every single week, you see the WWE champion. Every single week, and there's nothing about the WWE champion that's caught, that's that's a dominant figure that looks a, that looks different than everybody else. The WWE champion looks like everybody else. AJ Styles looks like everybody else, uh, and that's the reason yeah. why he's boring. As WWE champion, because, because there's nothing about AJ Styles from a booking standpoint. Now he's um, he can go in the ring; he's incredible in the ring. Nothing to do with AJ Styles. Um, but Denner. from a writing standpoint, there's nothing about AJ Styles that looks different than anybody else on the roster. And if I'm if I'm looking if I'm looking at uh, if I'm looking at SmackDown or Raw. And I'm looking at it from just a, a character standpoint. If I'm looking at the show, right, and if I'm looking at it from a character standpoint, people who stand out. So I'm like, okay, so this person, if I get to basically, if I get to guess who the WWE champion was, based on the writing and the character development of a string of SmackDown Live episodes, I would not guess that it's AJ Styles. I, I just wouldn't because. There's nothing about him that separates uh, him from everybody else. Someone saying here, like Zeus and Hogan face to face. I mean, exactly, and, and uh, had nothing to do with just you know five star matches. Nothing. And Zeus and Hogan. Zeus had his two hands, and his big thing was smashing his two hands on the head of someone. Or twisting someone's head—that was that was all that Zeus did. I mean, but people were more thrilled than that than, than you know an AJ Styles match nowadays. Fortunate. Um, still, yeah. I, I think there might have been. There, there's a lot of 
commentary. I might have been lost. Who did the, who did the Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 21? I might have uh, not saw the answer. I'm sure the people got it right. It's yeah. Kane. Next question yeah, on deck is um, <clears throat> who defeated Triple H to win the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 21? Who defeated Triple H to win the World Heavyweight Championship uh, at uh, WrestleMania 21? Someone saying Orton, and uh, that is not. Go ahead. It's about um, about how you, how you look. And like I said, eight, interview AJ. I've sat and they've dinner with AJ literally a few weeks before he signed with WWE. I love AJ to death. Great in the ring. Looks like a regular person. Batista's the correct answer. Good job, Brandon. Go ahead, Evan. But I've also at a concussion gala sat down with. Some ex WWE talents I do business with, and get the honor of sitting down with Triple H and Bob Costas and Mike Adam Lee and Triple H, and I'll talk to Triple H and shook his hand. Great guy. He looks like Triple H. He looks, you know what I mean. He doesn't look like a he is a regular guy in a suit, but you know, looking at Triple H, he looks marketable. Yeah. He doesn't look like yeah. a regular person. Say what yep. you want about certain people. Brock does not look like a regular person. Roman Reigns does not look like a regular person. You know, right. Sting or Hogan or e- even yep. people if he wasn't big. Flair. You know, Brett looks Flair. like he, he, you know, Flair. Limousine Rod. And he's, he's, limousine he's better Rod. than everybody. <laughs> right. They, 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 yeah. they didn't like regular people. Ron Simmons, Vader. The, the yep. history, even Shawn Michaels. I mean, even and, even even the big heels that they would go against, like El Gigante. Well, El Gigante, one man game. Gigante was a very uh, stud. Earthquake. Yeah. I mean, you had all Stop these people home. come in, and they yeah, and they, and they weren't. They couldn't wrestle a lick. A lot of them, <laughs> you know. To be honest with you, they knew how to work. But look at look at Abdullah. Abdullah Butcher carried forks. For forty look at, fifty look at the Russians. You know, I mean, like he, he couldn't do anything, but he's <laughs> look a at Hall of because he had a gimmick. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, real quick, uh, thoughts on uh, live live thoughts on uh, for for WrestleMania. Um, I, I was a big fan of uh, the the Bray Wyatt uh, yeah, finish to uh, Woken Matt Hardy. Uh, real quick, next um, trivia question. Name four out of the six participants of the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania 21. That's a big one there. Four out of the six participants of the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania uh, 21. Um, Cedric Alexander, we were talking like it was his, his character was so bland. It wasn't anything to be excited about. Um, uh, Mustafa Ali had a really Really cool character had a kind of a sub zero feel to him. Um, standpoint Ali beat uh, Alexander because he just came out so bland in his normal tights. I mean, I don't know. I I think that Cedric Alexander should have came out as as Black Panther, uh, like in a Black he Panther should've. type of garb. I think that would have been really really cool. Um, because now, of they Naomi when. Yeah. Because if, yeah. if Ray Mysterio was wrestling in WrestleMania, you know, Ray's always always had his um, outfits going by whatever the the biggest, you know, 
uh, Marvel and right. DC character was whatever was in pop culture. So I, I agree mm-hmm. with you on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I've got a question here. Will you be at the next Money Bank pay per view? No, uh, I don't. I don't plan on being on. I was at Fastlane in, in Mania, March and April. So uh, <laughs> uh, I've got some media stuff for SummerSlam. Uh, so uh, maybe, but um, yeah, it, it just depends. Um, oh yeah, so people uh, just real quick, people pop hard for Naomi <clears throat> when they pop for yeah. Bailey. And then they pop for Naomi when uh, <laughs> she kind of looked like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not eliminated yet." So that was pretty cool. Um, uh, pop for Rollins when he won. Crowd was really into that. Shout out to the contest uh, too. Crowd, yeah, crowd was uh, uh, shocked, but still pop for Charlotte when uh, she won. Uh, United States Championship match was flat, other than the recent day chance. Um, mixed tag match was probably the match of the, the night. Best match. No, I would say yeah. um, it was the longest match of the night. Um, and it was to me, it was the match of the night, not necessarily um, the best, so to speak. Um, and someone's talking about Rollins. I, you know what? Real quick, I am. Um, I, I was very anti Rollins when he was a heel because I thought it was just you know I just didn't like him his promos just wasn't but I, I, I Rollins is one of my favorite wrestlers right now I really there's something that's really connected with me for this underdog babyface gimmick that I think it fits Rollins so much because he did it in ROH when he was Tyler Black I mean that's just how he won the ROH's uh, World Championship, he had the same type of gimmick, this really kind of gritty, you know, workaholic type of underdog type of type of uh, gimmick that he that he did. And he's doing the same thing now. And to me, it's really connecting. And the fans are connecting with it, too. They really like him. Um, but Ronda Rousey, ladies and gentlemen, wow, wow, wow. She showed out. <laughs> she... To me, Ronda Rousey's the MVP of WrestleMania 34. She did a fantastic job. She looked like she definitely didn't look like this was her first match. And she history. she carried her own. Uh, she carried her own. Yeah, she did. She did. She she looked as if she was a pro. Uh, of course, you know you, you can poke holes at a few things, but you know for for it to be her first match, first she, match. Did she did a great phenomenal. job. Phenomenal. She pop. did so good. And and you could tell that she's been watching wrestling for a long time because, you know, it, 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 the facials are a big deal as well. I mean, the, she had the facials together. She had the cadences together. She had the, the entertainment part. She she knew how to suck the crowd in. She had it. She did a she did a phenomenal job. Kudos to Ronda Rousey because she nailed it. She nailed it. Um, and she had a really good supporting cast by the three of them. And I said this before on my show. I said this this match was to put Ronda Rousey over. Um, so, someone saying um, Stephanie really sold. Yeah, kudos to Stephanie too. I think Stephanie, she did. You gotta Stephanie give Stephanie really great. Yes, kill. she did a phenomenal job uh, putting uh, Rousey. You know, so did Triple H, uh, letting letting her you know put them in the fireman's carry and sell the arm deal, and it was. It was good. I mean, from an entertainment standpoint, this was the match. The crowd was so heavy into this match. 
And I think, you know, I, I see. I was I was very critical of this match. I said it's, this shouldn't have been the, I was the main say that. event. I was just gonna say that. But, but <laughs> that could have been. But, <laughs> I was gonna say that it could have been. This could have been the main event. It would have been a much better at main event than what we saw. Um. Uh. So I think the crowd kind of turned a corner. Um, after that, the blood that they they were flat. I mean, the crowd were flat. Five crowd was flat doing the SmackDown uh, match. I took a picture of it, and just nobody cared. The Bludgeon Brothers won. Oh yeah, bad. nobody. Um, it, 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 they popped you know for what? Taker. It's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, either nobody cared about the tag. The the Taker thing, even though they stretched it. And also the other MVP of the night is Elias. Um, my girlfriend just sent me a text. I didn't know Elias did a concert on Bourbon Street. Um, yeah. One of our friends had told us Elias is the MVP team of Ronda Rousey. He's getting rubs from everyone that's huge. People, when you get yep. fans that yep. in the in the area of anime, because I'm a big anime fan, convention is called cosplaying. Cosplay yep, is when you mm-hmm. dress up as your favorite character, whether it be wrestling or whatever. Yep. The three biggest cosplayers at conventions are wrestling. Any wrestling show, you always gonna see Hogan Savage's thing, but mm-hmm. you also will see, you know, people's Angle or the Dudleys. But right now, currently, a lot of people are dressing up as Elias. Mm-hmm. I was at the hotel with WWE, and you know, we saw Elias get out. Your boy Jinder Mahal. And they were great people. Yeah. People ran up. What yeah. was Elias? People had guitars. People was having signs. Yeah. Even though he's a yeah. heel, he's great at getting heat. And you know, see, he's probably the second best behind the Miz right now. And the whole WWE is a heel. Give it to Elias. Elias is getting rubs and heat. In a couple of years, he's yeah. going to be champion. Definitely. Absolutely. I can see him as a mid-card champ real quick. Uh, Brandon, uh, Edge, Christian, Kane. <laughs> Excuse me. Kane and Shelton Benjamin. Good job. Great job. Jericho, Edge, Benjamin, Christian Benoit, and Kane. Uh, next question. Who retained the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 20? Who retained the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 20? Uh, all right, we got we to gotta just steam through these. Uh, all right, so someone saying that uh, Taker Cena was too short. I disagree with that. I think... I think it was perfect. I th- I, th- I don't I didn't want to see a long taker match. I think the send off was really good last year. I was I listened to the show every week. I was very 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 critical of Taker coming back, but this was a good way of bringing Taker back to squash Cena to get redemption, you know, for losing the reins in a sense. Uh as far as just kind of um kind of reviving the importance of the streak or, or just just his WrestleMania presence because you know, losing to Lesnar and losing to Reigns, uh, you know, a few years after that just really hurt Taker's WrestleMania presence. But I think the the match with Cena and, and it being a, you know less than three minutes long, it was it was perfect. It, it was a in and out, and it was it was good. Um, of course, they were in, you know they popped for Shane, they definitely popped for Brian, and popped for Brian when he when he won. But they, you know, the crowd was kind of getting tired at this point. Uh, they popped for Jacks a lot. They popped for Jacks real good. Um, popped for Nakamura's heel turn um, because it was unexpected. But yeah, uh, Eddie Guerrero, good job. 
Good job, Eddie Eddie Guerrero. Um, pop for Nicholas. Uh, someone said, Austin, I was hoping for ABA to return. No, I, I, I wasn't. I, I'm glad that he didn't. Uh, he's 52 years old. 53. 53 years old. And um, no, I don't want to see a 53-year-old come out in a bike, um, <laughs> riding a bike down the ring. Um, well, Taker, I think Taker is 53. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me check. The Undertaker is um He's fifty three. Fifty three years old. So as I said, um yeah, they pop for Nicholas, <laughs> which I I share my thoughts on Nicholas. Uh like someone someone saying uh the Warrior Award winner JJ Robertson should have been the partner instead of Nicholas, which I agree. I think that would have been fantastic. Um those are amazing actually. Yeah, 53, 65, 4 to 65. Um, and then, you know, they crapped on Lesnar versus Reigns, and we talked about that. So those are the live notes of um, Raw. I mean, excuse me, WrestleMania. Uh, we only got a few minutes left, so let's, uh, let's, let's just tackle these headlines real quick. So uh, let's get to these headlines. Let's go. <laughs> Um, here we go. Next trivia. What type of match was Victoria versus Molly Holly at WrestleMania 20? What type of match was Victoria versus Molly Holly at WrestleMania 20? Um, all right. I'm going to bring them all together. Uh, so Alberto El Patron released from Impact Wrestling and no show the Impact versus Lucha event. Um, typical, <laughs> unfortunately, um, John is saying that would have been good. He would have been definitely been more active than the other kid, yeah. Um, yeah, hair, uh, no, not someone saying hair versus hair. Mandy saying hair versus hair. Not quite, not quite. Uh, so, yeah, Patron, you know, he, he got released um, because he no-showed, which unfortunately is not surprising. And, you know, I was in New Orleans. You were in New Orleans. There were sightings of Alberto, Alberto El Patron. He was at events before the Impact thing, and, and then he no-showed that. So, you know, there's some there's some talks of the film possibly coming to WWE, but that's definitely not a good way to leave uh, Impact Wrestling, just no-showing uh, one of their biggest events of the year. Um, Ziggler shutting down rumors of resigning with the WWE. Reports of him signing for $1.5 million. Uh, he's saying that he's still negotiating. <laughs> He said that uh, his career is not um, it's not helping him losing all the time. So um you he's know leaving. unfortunately Ziggler's so awesome as a in ring competitor, but unfortunately well first of all he wasn't even on SmackDown. Uh but he you know, he's at is at the point now. Nothing to do with Ziggler. Again, the writing part. Uh he won't be missed if if he left. And so I'm I'm hoping for Ziggler to have a successful career. Like he's doing stand up now. He's he's been on Fox uh business and Fox News a bunch of times. So he'll have a successful uh career outside of the WWE. You know, he's getting that he's getting that nice check to be in you know, to be a glorified enhancement talent, so it's unfortunate, but um he's just not he's he's 
it's gotten to the point where it's relatively a non-factor anymore. So that's an, that's really unfortunate. Um, Impact Wrestling, Kurt Angle said TNA is not. He said I heard TNA was hiring, so that was interesting. He brought in TNA on Raw. I think that's probably the first time that was ever been done on Raw. At least I know yeah. that AJ Styles brought TNA up on uh, the Edge and Christian show on the network. Um, but yeah, that's, that was interesting. And then Seth Rollins saying, you know, he's kind of promoting uh, a Shield reunion possibly may happening. We'll, we'll talk about the Shield. I've talked about the Shield before too, as far as just um, let it go. The Shield, yeah, it was a joke. Um, it was an absolute joke, unfortunately. Um, I mean, you know, you, you have the mumps and uh, got got a comment that that was funny. I was surprised that he said that. Yeah, that was that was really funny. Got another comment saying, what's up with HBK's haircut? Yeah, we were talking about that. It makes him look probably eight, nine years older. I mean, he's, you know, he's up there now. He's 54, I believe now. Um, I think he was born in 64, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or maybe, I think he was born in 65. I think Austin was born in 64. Um, so, yeah. He he looks uh he looks older <laughs> with that cut, but he's it's kind of combed over now because he has like a comb his, over. Yeah. When he had the long hair, the patent you know Shawn Michaels long hair. Yeah, he was born in '65. Um, he when he had this patent Shawn Michaels long hair, he had such a receding hairline that he was losing his hair really bad, and now he has it combed over. So. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett made Jeff Jarrett made fun of it uh, at the Hall of Fame. He had a really good speech, by the way. Um, and then Al Snow purchasing OVW. So uh, I've had Al Snow on my show. I definitely wanted to send him a, send him a congratulations for purchasing uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Um, so yeah, what was the the match? What was the this is question on deck right now? What type of match was Victoria versus Molly Holly at WrestleMania? 20. Someone said hair versus hair. And that is not quite right. Um, uh, so, yeah, real quick, uh, Evan, your raw and SmackDown thoughts. Uh, SmackDown, Carmella Cash is in. Okay. It seemed cheap to me. Uh, why, why are we seeing AJ Styles against Daniel Bryan on SmackDown? Why is yeah. this match on a pay per view? Oh. As a matter of fact, real quick, that that uh, yeah, that gets an, that gets that gets another one of these. Yeah, that was terrible. No build, no nothing, just a match. That was terrible. It, it, that's all I'm gonna say on SmackDown. Uh, Raw. Yeah. It, Raw. You know, Raw after Mania, so many people were like, you know, they really pump it up. Mm-hmm. And the Raw after Mania was good. Was it the best Raw at the meeting we've seen so far? No, but it wasn't a disappointment. Lashley showing up. Uh, Lashley paints his eyebrows. Oh, I saw that. I think I didn't. Yeah. Um, there was a condition it, that he had, like a condition that he had. Yeah, condition. Yeah. He. And granted, we we his had, eyebrows. Yeah, he lost his eyebrows, and that's the reason why he wears the headband too, because he so he won't sweat. Boy, yeah, so sweat, the sweat yeah. won't go down. Yeah. yeah, and I saw it, and I forgot it. And I, you know, we interviewed Lashley. You know, we did a, a video interview with him, 
Um, we kind of got a little heads up, can't really post it, because that's when I kind of knew. I was like, wait a minute, I think he signed with WWE. But Lashley's a nice guy. Uh, Lashley looks good, and once again with Elias, I mean, that's still in the C-plex. And I, I'm hoping he can go back using the Dominator or something. Please don't do a spare, please. We have enough spares in the business, like super kicks. Yeah, I'll probably get do the Dominator see. again. Yeah, yeah. Good, good to see Lashley. Good to see the main event be the uh, the six man tag. Um, uh, Joe coming back. Uh, Reigns really showing. You got to respect Reigns with that nugget on his head. Yeah. Um, Amber Moon showing up. Not a Olympus not. So. And, and you know, with the revival, you know, shout out to the revival. They really haven't clicked much with the, with the main roster audience, but the revival finally getting the win over Gallows, Lee Gallows, and uh, uh Well, they've uh, been a few times, though. But then we already know down the line they're going to lead to the, the, the Authors of Pain, and now that they're basically pushing uh, Paul Allerine to the side. Which I hope either you take Allerine back to NXT, have him groom someone else, or hey, someone Nakamura is a heel. Take Allerine to someone that you want to put over that can't speak English, not really speak English well, or somebody that's not good mic skills. You got one of the last few lasting legendary managers. Use them. Well, the whole point. Well, the reason why they did that was. Uh, uh, Ellen didn't want. He doesn't want to travel. So when they got called up, he, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, all right. So real quick, uh, Stephanie. Stephanie still. Uh, here's the question. It was hair versus title. Someone said. I remember Molly putting her hair on the line. It was hair versus title match. Here's the next question. Uh, who did the Rock and Sock connection lose to at WrestleMania 20? Who did the Rock and Sock connection lose to at WrestleMania 20? Uh, let's see. How do how do I think John is asking? How do I think the Sasha, uh, Shinsuke heel run would be? It'll be interesting. I wonder if he's going to keep his music though. I don't think he should keep his music if he does the heel run. I'm 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 optimistic. I mean I, I'm 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 looking forward to see how it is. I think it'll, eventually he'll be a babyface again. But I'm interested to see how this this goes. Uh, so yeah. So someone's saying I heard that. Uh, Brock and Vince got into a verbal altercation after his matching through a chair. So there's no there's no details about that, but um, it, he didn't throw a chair in his direction. He threw the belt uh, at the, the you know there's some reports saying the wall and some saying his direction. And even saying you know there was some some reports saying there was a report saying that Shane stood up to Brock as if he was ready to fight him, and Brock walked away with with Heyman. So. Uh, there was an extension. It was short term, so um, most likely. And, and you know, here's the thing: it, it makes sense. So we got a we got a roll here. Uh, got to get ready for the flavor of the week. But uh, the the finish of WrestleMania, although WrestleMania should be the culmination of feuds, I stand by that. WrestleMania should be the culmination of feuds. Period. However. Their first partnership with Saudi Arabia with the Greatest Royal Rumble, April twenty seventh. Um, they're they're they feel as if that is something to kind of coronate Reigns bigger and better, which 
I understand. So in that logic, in that perspective, I understand because Reigns is going to get cheered much more in Saudi Arabia. You know, that it, WWE is about getting footage. It's about creating packages, right. video packages. Right. You'll, be in, you'll be in Saudi Arabia. You'll see all the people uh, cheering Reigns when he beats Black, Brock Lesnar in a steel cage match. That's a much better video package uh, footage than him getting crapped on by beach balls at uh, WrestleMania 34. So it all makes sense. In that perspective, it makes sense. Um, and let's see. Please give Lastly Love and get AC3 to the main roster. Uh, Evolution is the correct answer. Good job, Brandon. Um, I, I hope that – and, okay, so – We'll, we'll, we'll get, I, I hope that they finally give Leslie a chance to become world champ. So I really hope they kind of push him to the moon. He he did his he did his do uh, he he did his work in, in in WWE. He's already proved himself. He's been U.S. champ. He's been ECW champ. He has a resume already built up. Um, did fantastic work. To me, did his best work in TNA as far as the character is concerned. So. Um, all right, so real quick, um, uh, I, I interacted with No Way Jose uh, this weekend. Uh, he didn't say he, he remained tight-lipped about uh, <laughs> about coming to the main roster. Uh, I don't know why he was chosen. <laughs> Maybe because of the time he's been in NXT. But why was No Way Jose? I mean. I I loved Adam Rose. I've had Adam Rose on my show before. We've interacted plenty of times uh, through text messaging, and I was pulling for Adam Rose, but it didn't work. Uh, I don't think No Way Jose. I don't think that's going to work, unfortunately. So, <laughs> so I'm going to say me either. Sorry. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel. It's like kind of like sorry. Like I mean I feel the same way. Like. Oh, I don't feel that No Way Jose is is a good choice to come up to the main roster. Sorry, I mean he didn't he he did very poorly in NXT. I mean Elias did poor in NXT too, and he and he worked um, in on the main roster better. But I mean he's a heel, and he did he's he's been a fantastic heel. But No Way Jose has the same exact character as he did in NXT, and it didn't work in NXT. So. I mean, he did. He had like a mini feud with Austin Aries for a second, and then um, that was a while ago. That was really, you know, uh, I think yeah, he had some he had some interaction with Lars Sullivan for 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 the hot second, but uh, you know, yes, Mandy Sandy, I don't think that part of gimmick will work on the main roster. Unfortunately, I don't either. Um, Sasha and Bailey stuff more, you know, they're they're dragging that out, so let's see where that goes. Paige gives us her retirement speech, and she's a GM on Raw now. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm glad that she had the opportunity and, and that she retired and, and get that opportunity. I'm glad about that, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not buying all the way into it yet. I, I, you know, I would have preferred someone like Jared, to be honest with you. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm on a we'll-see basis when it comes to Paige uh, being the general manager of SmackDown Live, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sold on it yet. Uh, but I, I don't 
I don't automatically decline. I don't. I don't say no. I don't. I don't have like a hard no. She shouldn't. So I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. More no than yes, but I'm willing to see how how it works. Um. Yeah, and authors of pain. So okay. So here's my here's my deal with raw. Real quick. Um. So many call ups. So the raw after mania thing was nice, and it was it was it was a great show to me. It was it was exciting. However, you have that, and I say this every year. I say this every year, ladies and gentlemen. The Raw After Mania crowd is not the litmus test for WWE. It is not. You have people from all different kinds of countries, states, cities, everywhere coming to. I mean, they're, they're the they're the residuals from WrestleMania. So. It's a very poor litmus test because most of them are going to go away from the city and you'll be in a actual city next week with actual residents and that's going to be your crowd. So having all these nice raw after mania shows, it really is a one, it's it's a one shot deal. So you're bringing all these people up. The question is, what are you going to do with them next week? So I I'm I'm not holding my breath when it comes to WWE properly booking most of these people they called up. Um, so yeah, SmackDown was was decent. Uh, Usos and New Day. I wonder what they're going to do with New Day. We'll see what the superstars shake up next week. Uh, I hope they don't split them up. I mean, they should be in the Hall of Fame as a team. Uh, period. Um, but they've lost consecutive matches against the Usos. Uh, you know, I'm a big New Day fan. You know, they're my favorite uh, tag team. But Usos is a fantastic team. Uh, so I'm interested, I'm interested in what they're going to do with the New Day. Um, they haven't really treated. They haven't really done a really good job with them um, for for a while now. Uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, and Shinsuke's backstage promo was funny. <laughs> he got a couple laughs. He said, uh, and at the end, he was like, I, sorry, I don't speak English. That was funny. Uh, Carmella cashing in, I think that was pretty evident with the Iconics. Used to be called the Iconic Duo. Now they're called the Iconics. Um, they attacked Charlotte. I mean, that was, they attacked them. And this is what I thought. Real quick, this is what I thought. I said, okay, so now you have the iconic duo or, or the iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, and you have the Riot Squad who didn't appear on SmackDown. That was really weird. Uh, so so you have the iconic duo and the Riot Squad, so you just have five NXT stars. What do you do with them? So And they both don't like – both of them don't like Charlotte. Arconic Duo and Riot Squad. So you move Riot Squad to Raw, they definitely aren't ready for that type of stage. So, I mean, again, you can have all these people coming into this on the main roster, and you're not going to – I mean, what are you going to do with them? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sold on the fact that they're going to be successful. And, like, I, I agree with you, uh, AJ, and Style, AJ Styles and Neil Bryan, just having, them, just having them do a match was just – I wasn't a fan of that at all. I mean, the match was fantastic, but just no build, no story, no nothing. It was terrible. All right, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got a few moments left to do the Flavor of the Week. The top are our bold predictions. Each of us have five matches that we feel will occur at WrestleMania 35. This will be fun. We'll be right back. 
It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, five matches that we feel will be on WrestleMania 35. Evan, 35. Whew. Yeah, tough one on this one, man. Um, have a few. Goldberg against Reigns. I feel if they build it up and don't high shot it, they could do Brock against Lashley. I was gonna say AJ against Daniel Bryan, but they already did it. No mean they can't redo it again. But I feel Daniel Bryan against the Miz. Oh uh, gosh, I love my sheet of paper. Hey, T more. I do apologize, fans. But you can go with Featherstone. I'll um, go look for my other two because I have two more. Oh, no problem. Uh, so I got a question. Should the belt go back to Orton? Um, I'm okay with him being the first champion. All right, real quick. Here's my five. Um, I've got uh, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. I think we'll do some simple shields in there, probably for my card championship. Oh, yeah. I also cool. have um, Bobby Lashley against uh, uh, Lesnar. I also have Reigns and Goldberg. I've got Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And I've got uh, The Undertaker versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, I I had Undertaker and Strowman. Uh, <clears throat> as my honorable mentioned, I, you gotta you gotta put Taker against Strowman. There's nobody yeah. else left that Taker can face right now. I don't want to see Taker. I don't want to see Taker still. <laughs> still, the, still. Thank you, uh, John. That was saying good. One. I don't want to see Taker at all. I still stand by that. I don't want to see Taker in another WrestleMania. But he looks in great shape. That. Uh, and uh, if they if he does come back, there's no one else who he can face. Really, really, really not. Someone's giving me a clap and said I should do the booking. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I would love to be a booker. Bring back some emotion and passion, storylines. Um, but I, I think that uh, Taker and Strowman uh, should happen at 35. If 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 he comes back, but I don't want Taker to come back. But, yeah, uh, he but might need him. the assumption that he comes back. Someone's saying Taker and Joe. Oh, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Actually, I um, like that. Actually, I think Taker and Joe would be cool because I wouldn't want Taker to lose. Um, but I think Taker and Strowman has a better marquee feel. But if you keep Strowman babyface. Um, which I mean, in a year from now, Strowman can go play a face or you know. But if you keep Strowman baby face, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't want to see face Strowman versus face Taker. And I think some. I think a Taker and Joe would be much better as far as. Hey, that's from my other one. What is it? Rock against Reigns. Yeah, I think Rock and Reigns would be good. I think Goldberg and Reigns. I think they're they're. they're Season that, but I don't see Rock competing again. Uh, ever since ever since he uh, tore his guts out uh, against Cena at uh, 29, he hasn't wrestled a full match since 29. Um, he did that few second win against uh, Rowan, but yeah, it's been five years since he's wrestled a, an actual match. 
Uh, yeah, I like I like if they bring Taker back. I, I would like to see Taker and Joe, but I can't. That'd be great. <laughs> but can Taker go? Can Taker keep up with Joe? See, that's the thing. I am very, I'm, I'm very leery. I'm very critical of that. If it was my preference, if if they had to bring Taker back. I would do Taker Brock again. Uh, just be, I would do Taker Brock again because I think there's a story there, and I think Taker just needs to be. I think he just needs to redeem himself, like every WrestleMania from now on. He shouldn't lose another match. Someone, someone said that. I think Jericho said that. I agree. Taker should not lose a, a single match again. Whatever match he goes, whatever match he competes. He shouldn't lose. Um, he's, he's done his. He's, he's paid his dues. He's done all he can. Personally, I hope his last match is uh, Survivor Series at a book in his career. Uh, debuted as Survivor Series 90, 28 years later. Um, you know, he retires with the Survivor Series. Um, I, but I don't, I don't want to see him on WrestleMania. Uh, all right. I got a few questions left. We'll, we'll carry those over to next week. Um, I think we're all set for it, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a fantastic show. Thank you so much for all That's the good. fun, uh, fun, fun, fun interaction. It's been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, being on the show, Jerry Lynn tonight. That was a fantastic. Thank you so Mr. much. Someone um, said he was looking old. Yeah, Taker. I mean, he's fifty-three years old. So of course, he's gonna look old. He is old. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's only a few people who actually can get away with uh, being a little ivory. Ivory's, uh, he's up there. She's in her 50s. Yeah. She, looks, uh, she doesn't look old, that's for sure. Um, uh, yeah, people, I think she was on a busted open, I think, recently. And, people, and she was saying that people still card her, which was quite funny. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out how old Ivory is, but she's up there. I think she's probably. I think she's even older than Taker. Uh, Sixty-one. Yeah, so she'll be she'll be fifty-seven this year. So wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, she'll be fifty-seven years old, and they were saying she still gets carded. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part uh, of the festivities tonight. Um, it's been so fun. Thank you so much, Jerry Lynn, once again. Thank you so much, Evan. Proud as always. Episode right. 315 in the book. The Pancakes and Power Slams, of course. Those looking at this. Uh, yeah, Scott, very interesting that she said that. Um, um, very interesting. She was never married. So, yeah, interesting. Um, so, yeah, it was lots of fun. Thank you so much. God bless you all. 315 episodes in the books. Forever Tech Crowd. This is um, Chris Featherston. Been an honor. This is the Been an honor, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, God bless you all. Thanks for joining. Enjoy your week of wrestling. And always remember, I'm here for you. God bless you all. Have a good night. Good night, guys. Love y'all.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.